Welcome to Craft of Code, a podcast brought to you by Linode that explores the stories of developers, entrepreneurs, and enterprises of all sizes from all over the world who share our mission to make cloud computing simple, affordable, and accessible to all. Welcome to this episode of Craft of Code. In this episode, we are joined by fellow Philadelphian Chris Alfano, CTO of Jarvis. Chris is passionate about open source software and the open source community. That passion led him to reject any notion that there's an organization too small to design and run their own software. For proof of that dedication, look no further than Jarvis, the mission-driven software engineering and design firm he co-founded in 2010. Jarvis has a focus on closing technology gaps. This is the impetus for the company's ongoing investments in a variety of civic and educational initiatives. Clients like Slate, an education technology platform, the Civic Cloud, Penn Medicine, Nerd Street Gamers, and the popular Philly Tech Week. There's a lot of Philly brotherly love in this episode, so join us as we talk to Chris about how Jarvis is fueling local businesses by bringing the cloud to the ground with the help of Linode Services and the Linode Kubernetes engine. Hope you enjoy the discussion. Chris explains why he believes that no organization is too small to design and run their own software. We look at a lot of the innovation and information technology today. It's really being driven by the venture capital-backed, global-scale side of the market, where even, even if you're not at that scale, you, you either aspire to be at that scale or you're using the tools and practices that, that folks at that end of the scale release. And, and you know, we think there's really kind of a fatal trap there where when you, when you borrow tools designed for you know, global scale solution, and then you try to apply it on the ground in you know, small public high schools or community organizations, in the finding, you, you run into this tension where it, it just doesn't line up, it doesn't fit, it's hard to maintain. And I think too often as, a, as, a, as an industry, we conclude very early that, oh, if you're a small organization, you can't run your own technology, you have to use a SaaS product. Um, or you have to, uh, you, you know, use something off the shelf. I think that's that's a fallacy, and I think it's not serving uh, our our public good well. While many of Jarvis's clients are smaller organizations, Chris's team also works with their fair share of enterprise customers that need to improve operational efficiencies. We want to give them the benefit of designing and running their own software. Some of our clients have been you know running on our stuff for more than a decade. Pretty often the case is you have a small organization and then they go find software that's kind of like what they're trying to do and then they adapt their people to the system. And you end up having these things where like a school is using a system and you have to train all the teachers and how to work around the system rather than you know the system being designed to support their the right workflow for them. Chris is quick to point out that he has no problem using off-the-shelf solutions as long as you can add or remove components. You know, it's okay to use SaaS products. It's okay to use off-the-shelf solutions, but make sure you're never in a position where you're relying on something you have no right to keep using if the company's selling you it goes out of business or gets acquired or changes direction. Um, So so our typical clients, you know, we'll go in and help them architect uh, a a system on top of open source components that can kind of sit at the center that they own that can evolve with them over years 
that can orchestrate and plug and play with all the off-the-shelf stuff they're using, but kind of sit at the center and give them a, a degree of latitude to swap in and out components over time. Chris explains that Jarvis's ongoing effort is to architect systems that can evolve. Our overarching mission is to help, this is going to sound cheesy, but I like saying it, uh, to help bring the, the cloud to the ground for small organizations and enterprises and businesses and, and communities. And I think building on open source components and, and building on software that you have the right to, to, to use and keep building on and to change and modify is, is a lot more important than it gets credit for. Jarvis is committed to closing technology gaps, which is why they have ongoing investments in a variety of civic and educational initiatives throughout the greater Philadelphia region. I think that the big three, Amazon, Google, and Azure, you know, they're really designed to leech money out of giant enterprises, and that's kind of infuses all of their design decisions and their business model. Um, and when you see smaller organizations try to, to use them, um, the high-level services, the obfuscation of billing, like almost all the time you end up seeing people way locked in with way higher bills that don't make any sense, that they have no ability to move away from or understand. Um, you know, it's really just a machine optimized to, to, to dig tentacles into giant enterprises and just siphon money out of them. But to me, they seem like um, really just kind of a means to create lock-in on top of what should be a commodity of computing and storage. Like Chris, Linode also has similar commitments to the Philly tech scene. But what also drew him in was Linode's mission to democratize cloud computing by empowering developers and helping the world innovate on the open cloud. Chris explains. I'm always advocating for folks to um, you know, leverage open source solutions as much as possible for the layer in between the, the computing and their applications um, so that you don't end up in a situation where, um, for no particular reason, you're locked into a provider because you, you chose to use all these high-level services they offer that you can't migrate to another provider. Chris talks about how the simplicity of the Linode Kubernetes engine is a superior solution for Jarvis. Linode's offering is a lot less sophisticated and complex, uh, but in certain spaces, that, that's an advantage. And, and, you know, I understand that if you're a, ju- a Jumbo Corp IT manager, a lot of those missing features might make might knock Linode out of consideration. But, you know, on the scale I, I operate in, it's, it's a superior solution. You know, we don't want that complexity. It's all risks of things breaking and getting overcharged. Um, so, you know, I, I, I think there's a segment of the market where it makes a lot more sense to have the simpler offering with more straightforward pricing. Kubernetes also fits into Jarvis's overall strategy at the scale in which it operates. Chris explains how when he sets up a Kubernetes cluster for a customer on Linode, pricing includes only the resources he will consume. Plus, the cluster's master services are also free of charge. When I'm setting up a, a, a Kubernetes cluster in Linode, it, it tells me what it's going to cost monthly, and I, I can be sure that that's what it's going to cost until I increase the size of the cluster. Um, you know, I create a, a Kubernetes cluster in GCP, and then you know, I, I create some ingress rules that they vacuum up and, and provision some high-level services for, and all of a sudden my bill is you know, $600 for what was supposed to be $20. Beyond straightforward pricing and avoiding vendor lock-in, Chris cites the high level of support he receives from Linode as a reason why he recommends Linode to new and existing customers. You know, when I 
open tickets with Linode. It's, it's a human who speaks English well and understands my problem and like genuinely tries to address it. Whenever I have to deal with Azure or Amazon or Google support, it's just someone who's clearly offshore just trying their damnedest to not do anything for me and just to tell me, go read this article. These days, we point everyone at Linode and we're trying to move everyone to Linode. Um, you know, we have some older clients on other platforms that just don't, just don't have the dollars to move them. Um, but there's, I wouldn't recommend anyone else today if they're starting fresh. A big thanks to Chris of Jarvis for sharing his passion for open source software with us on the Craft of Code podcast. If you want to find out more about what Jarvis does, then head to jrv.us, where they turn your ideas into elegant code and designs. Thanks for listening to Craft of Code. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, please subscribe to make sure you're the first to hear when we release future episodes. And we'd love it if you left a review. 